0: once to every man and nation comes a moment to decide and the strike of truth with falsehood or the good or evil side hello and welcome back to thinking out loud a podcast dedicated to intelligent conversation about current events pop culture and politics through the lens of christian hope In today's episode, I'm joined by Baiki. Baiki, how are you?
1: I'm fine. And I'm glad to be here.
0: I'm glad you're here. Finally, I think I introduced you um, in the first episode. And I think quite a few people in were very eager to meet you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and since I released that episode, I think the response has been incredible. Lots of people liked it, shared it, subscribed, I think even more than I had expected. Yeah. How, how, what's been your reaction to the response?
1: I was really excited though, and uh, in terms of uh, the reception and yeah. the, the underlying ex- uh, expectations as well, eh, it has me thinking. I mean, well, God, God help us! God help us! God help us, to, God help us to really satisfy you know the expectations of our yeah, listeners.
0: Definitely, for sure. I mean, I'm very grateful to every single person that's been tuned in and has been eager and expressed their interest in the podcast and i truly do hope that we can um go on this journey together so thank you thank you thank you so much sure in today's episode i will be giving you well we will be giving you a prescription to success um, generally i think we can all agree that life is difficult right and there's mm-hmm. lots of suffering in it in fact the baseline conditions of life are difficult they, some of the things that they include are suffering and malevolence Um, I think this is something I've come to learn on a personal level this year. And I think for many people, the pandemic has sort of expedited this reality. Something I believe the West has done is set a very good benchmark for what a successful life looks like or what success looks like. Um, In fact, in their Declaration of Independence, they coined it really well as the pursuit of happiness. But the problem with pursuing happiness is that life happens. You know, problems come along and happiness dissipates and you're left with nothing. So it only makes sense then that we pursue something more meaningful, something that is deeper than happiness, something more durable, perhaps. What do you think yeah. about that, Mikey?
1: Yeah, it's it's very, very correct. I mean, the societal perception of happiness has always been about um, the totality of your life's achievements okay. and life's pursuits yeah. culminating in your eventual happiness yeah. And they, we understand, as you said, that happiness itself is a fleeting or a temporary phenomenon. Yes. And uh, the Bible even says at some point, I think, in Second um, Corinthians 4 verse 18, I think so, mm. where uh, Paul was advising the Corinthian church to get your eyes off the things of the natural, you know, yeah. that these things that are fleeting, these yeah. things that are uh, temporary, because eventually, I mean, you don't want to have yourself pursue something, that, that is here today and um, gone tomorrow.
0: That is completely true. I think this is true as well in the in the biblical book of Ecclesiastes, where we're told like, the acquisition of stuff mm-hmm. and or pleasure doesn't really surmount to lasting or meaningful happiness. Sure. I think generally in an era of pop culture um, where victims go viral, the adoption of responsibility that's talked about in the opening line of uh, James Russell Law's poem, once to every man and nation, um, makes the choice for the good or evil side become that much more difficult, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about the psychological causes of catastrophic governance in history, you learn about responsibility, responsibility yeah. of the sovereign individual, um, and you learn about how in many ways his leaders are people who fail to adequately take up the mantle of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um and in our culture, we have in our culture today, we have this very powerful and potent notion or idea that we are all of intrinsic or unique value. Um, but associated to that value is responsibility, right? Yeah. It's responsibility of our own integrity, um, that of our families, even that of our nations. Think about democratic societies, much like the one you and I live in. Um, mm-hmm. they're predicated on the basis that each one of us is sufficiently significant, right?
1: Yeah even the very idea of democracy gives um, each individual mm-hmm. an opportunity to contribute mm-hmm. to deciding the fate of everyone else. Yes. So I mean, to each and everyone is given that opportunity. So you have to use that opportunity responsibly Correct. Knowing that you're deciding the fate or the destiny of a larger mass than yeah. yourself. Yeah,
0: that is true. So we've been entrusted in our hands, um, the destiny of nations. So, this responsibility generally that we have ought to be taken seriously because we understand that the good things we do in our lives ripple outwards. Conversely, the bad things matter as well.
1: Yeah. Bible, some time in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, um, right? That was like one of God's earliest instructions to the Israelites after they came out from from Egypt. God had told them um, when they were set to get into the promised land. Yeah. God said that he... Uh, he has called heaven and earth to be a record okay. of this day against the Israelites. Yeah. That is Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. And it says, I have set before you life and death, uh-huh. blessings and causes. Uh-huh. Therefore, choose life yeah. that both you and your seed may live. So you see that even after facilitating the exodus from Egypt yeah. to the promised land, God also understood the place of responsibility. If you're going to lead a successful nation called Israel or a successful society, you guys, at the earliest possible time, okay. must learn the concept or the mystery or principle of responsibility. Yeah, correct.
0: Cool, right? That is true. Um, so... I mean, you've talked about it at length, but I want to ask you this again. So, what do you, what would you say as Christians we ought to pursue in order to achieve success?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I believe as Christians we should first of all pursue Christ, mm-hmm. and the Bible says, "Seek ye first, <laughs> seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all other things, including success itself, will be added unto yes. it." So, Christ, um, on your journey to uh, to success, pursue Christ. And then success will be thrown alongside. Yeah. And secondly, pursue purpose, okay. pursue your calling.
0: All right. I think in order to fully answer this, we need to we ought to define what our parameters of success um, dictate. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say de- defines the parameters of success for you as a Christian?
1: Well, there's a classic scripture, mm-hmm. Joshua one eight, okay. where God spoke to Joshua, saying, um, "This book of the law, that's the Bible, mm-hmm. the Word of God." Um, should not or shall not de- depart from your heart, but thou shalt meditate upon it day and night and observe to do all that is written therein. And there and then shall I make your way prosperous and I will give you good success. So you can see from this scripture that there's a connection between success or I say, according to the scripture, good success and kingdom assignment or the alignment of your calling with God's Kingdom. So basically, I believe from a Christian point of view, yeah. success in your in what you're doing, be it your vocation, your career, whatever, would be predicated on its alignment with God's kingdom or its alignment with the Great Commission. So the question basically would be, how is what I'm doing serving the purposes of God's kingdom?
0: Okay. So for me, generally, what I would define as purpose, because you've touched on purpose, right? I would define it as the intersection between our passions and our talents. Would you agree with that
1: Of course uh I always say this to people that um purpose or calling, whichever term you prefer uh, is wanting, but I believe to find it, you'd need to resort to what I call pointers or indicators, mm-hmm. and that is the part where the talent and the passion comes in, mm-hmm. as you said so. Yes, I have this calling, but how do I discover my calling? I always say, look out for the pointers, which is number one, your talent, yeah. and number two, what you're passionate about. Yeah. Uh, more often than not, God uses these two important devices or factors to point us towards what he wants us to do, yeah. what our, our calling and our purpose is. I mean, it worked for me, yeah. and it's yeah, also worked for a lot of other people too, so Yeah. yeah.
0: I think generally for me, the sort of people I deem as successful are people who have been able to recognize um, their unique gifting in life Mm -hmm. and have been able to put that to the service of their goals. Definitely. Um, But what would you say, what do you think is, do you think there's a greater calling than this thing of purpose, pursuing purpose? What do you think? You
1: know, I think the ultimate calling has to revolve around God and his kingdom has to be the greatest. Imagine as a person, you... It become so successful, I mean, from a global point of view. Mm-hmm. And then really, I feel like there should be more, yeah. right? Yeah. You're so successful and uh, you're really not serving the interests of the kingdom. I mean, you know what uh, Mars Moro said about dying empty? No. Okay, He said that uh, the wealthiest place on earth is a grave. Mm-hmm. And why did he say that? He said that's where you find a lot of dreams that were not realized. That's a lot true, of yeah. billionaires that never made it a lot of books that were not written songs and they were not released in the grave. Um, imagine having all your billions and all that, But I mean, to your record, there's really nothing kingdom oriented. Um, so yes, there's always, always an alignment between what you do, what you want to do and the kingdom, because that is really the ultimate. Forget about when God has created man for his purposes. If you live through life, achieving your own purpose, in isolation of kingdom purpose, I don't think you've truly lived.
0: That's quite interesting. I think generally life has value only when it has something um, of value as its object. Yes. And there is surpassing value in pursuing a relationship with Christ. Definitely. And knowing him. And through knowing him, I guess that's how you get to understand your purpose.
1: Right? (laughs) Sure.
0: Okay, so in the closing lines of the poem that we opened with, it actually closes like this. It says... Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yet the scaffold sways the future, and behind the dim and known standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch, keeping watch above his oath. And I think this is, I think the Bible talks about this in terms of the parable of the talents, right? Mm -hmm. And we have the stewardship over these talents that we've been given to us, you know, that have been given to us. Mm. Um, and just a reminder that, you know, God is keeping watch above his own. So let's hope yeah. that you stood over what you've been given. Yeah. Um, and just generally, I love this poem and I think it nicely ties everything we've been talking about on today's episode. So Viking closing remarks.
1: Well, uh, it, it was an interesting start. Yeah. I mean, our first episode together <laughs> and I really hope, hope yeah, they enjoyed. You know. <laughs> um, I really hope they enjoyed and,
0: resonates. I mean, yeah.
1: And, uh, they can continue the conversation. They can continue to engage with us yes. on, on Twitter. Yes. What's the handle?
0: My handle is Nambula underscore K-N.
1: That's and I'm cool. by B Y K Y N J O K U on Twitter, That's on yes. Instagram. Yes.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in. That has been today's episode of Thinking Out Loud Um, Hope you join us next Sunday. Um, Don't forget to like, share
1: and subscribe.